0: Welcome to Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Tyler. Each week we sit down to bring you practical, actionable health and fitness information. Let's get started.
1: What's up everybody, it's Ryan, it's Tyler, we are back for episode 27. We're on an all-time growth curve right now. Just knocking out the biggest week of listens of all time for the show. Just taking over. We got we got six listens coming out of Nevada this week. <laughs> Vegas, baby. They are stealing our stuff. Our uh, our material is just taking over the world. So before we get into it today, we got a couple good topics uh, for you. Just a little bit of announcements. We got the fall outdoor coffee workout this Saturday morning in Cheswick, the 17th, 9 a.m. We got some coffee coming from Moonbeam Cafe in Oakmont. Looking forward to it. It's gonna be a little chilly. It's actually gonna be really chilly. Uh yeah, it is. so make I'm sure. You, make sure you throw one of those uh, hoodies on that you probably ordered last month. I'm excited. It's gonna be great. We're gonna chug some coffee workout. Choke some more coffee. I don't really know when the coffee's coming, but we're going to have a good time. So if you want to come to that, make sure you let us know. Give us a call, email, whatever. Facebook event. Facebook event, yeah. Mark yourself as going. Uh, we're looking forward to that. So once again, we appreciate just the abundance of listens last week. The, the uh, reviews on, on Apple, there's five-star reviews. Keep them coming. If you want to type a little bit about how we've changed your life, type it in there, but uh, I got to start it off with something here for all the listeners. So there is an unnamed, well-known podcast (laughs) featuring two stand-up comedians that I like to listen to, and I had to send it to Tyler. I don't know what your initial response was when you heard it, but they're stealing our bits, man. I know. There is a, a, a top 100 podcast out there that I listen to on a weekly basis. And this past week, they had a brand new episode that came out on Saturday. And two minutes into the episode, almost verbatim, same jokes, they're talking about political science. We, we were talking about that a month ago. I know. We were talking about that a month ago, and they're stealing our shit. On the top 100, we're making shockwaves in the industry, is what I'm, is what I'm getting at. So, I don't know what your, uh, what your initial reaction was when you heard that, but well, uh,
0: I was caught off because I was, uh, I was standing in J.C. Penny just you know, trying to get some 90% off discounted shit. What better place? What better place? And I just get the text from you that just says, dude. Yeah. And like that was, it. I'm like, all right, uh, like it's gonna be something. And so I pull up the podcast while standing in, like, the men's polos.
1: Best department to listen to it in.
0: And I, like, have it up to my ear. My girlfriend started walking away from me because she realized what I was doing, that I was just listening to a podcast in the middle of the store. But I listened, and, yeah, no, they, they took it. The dude was just like, the signs are plastered everywhere. I can't drive down the street without seeing one. He even went as far as to say my joke about
1: I'm not just going to vote for you because my neighbor, Bob, or whatever, yeah. has the sign out there. I mean, it, it was here, here's here's what I'll say about this. I, I'm not mad. You know, I'm not, I'm not mad. You know you're on the right track when you start getting emulated. You know yeah. what I mean? As soon as there's a hot product out there, there's 15 knockoffs on Amazon the next day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, you know, I, I take it as a compliment. I take it as a sign of respect, but, uh, you know, we're making, we're making shockwaves in, in the podcast industry here. I mean, we're ahead of our time, uh, ahead of our time for sure. But, uh, JC Penney's, man, any, any luck on a, on a mannequin for us here or what, what, uh? nah,
0: dude, I looked too. We walked in, we walked in on the doorway that had like the sign for all the fixtures for sale and all the mannequins are sold. Sold out. Damn, man. Damn. I was bummed. It,
1: out, but, uh,
0: it got me thinking though, like what, like what would have happened if like all that was left was like a kids mannequin, like, we going kids mannequin just sitting in the front of the gym.
1: Yeah, I think so. What's wrong with
0: that? I mean, this shirt's sure gonna be a little big.
1: It's alright. We'll get a we'll get an extra small. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll make it uh, make it. Say, it would have it been nice to get one of those. You ever see like the men's activewear mannequins? Yeah, yeah. The ones like, that are like got, wrecked. They like, got some pipes. You just know? Like. They got some arms on them. I mean, it would have been nice to get our hands on a men's activewear mannequin for the lobby, just looking diesel up in the front there. But, uh, yeah. They're too slow. Sold out. Yeah,
0: they're sold out. So, what?
1: How, how I, I got to ask, man. How, how are you feeling? I'm hurting dude. hurting a little bit so we we played if you missed it on Friday we got we got together we got the whole staff out there Matt came out Andrew came out we got some members we got Matt Pish and shout out to Scott man Scott is a loyal listener from day one he came out the hoop with us a little bit on Friday we played some three on three and to say the six of us were in no physical condition to probably play three on three would be. Probably an understatement. So yeah. there's a lot of sore joints, sore muscles, sore tendons, ligaments, the whole thing. It's uh it's a sad sight around here.
0: Today. Yeah. I'll take a couple spills.
1: It was a ton of fun though. So no, it we was will good. definitely get back good. out there and play again. So for if sure. you are interested in playing, hanging out,
0: what have you. Getting a little sure bit to, extra uh, activity in. Be sure to let us know. Yeah, for sure. So real fast before we get started, I got an update on something that we discussed a couple weeks back. This is in reference to our river islands that we were talking about. Uh, I just kind of want to get your take, like, I was driving past there, there's one like right down the street here from us, Uh, and and I was driving past the other day. I don't think that
1: one's habitated. I don't think anybody lives there.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I don't know the word, but ain't ain't nobody there. Well, that's the thing. That's what I thought too. And I was driving by, and there was a boat beached on the side, and a tent set up on the thing, just there. Oh man! And I'm like, what?
1: I mean, they're they're probably the ones on the island.
0: Yeah, like You trying to go like Survivor, like local, like. I feel like that's up your alley. I mean, swim it, over to the island with nothing. I ain't swimming over. I ain't. I ain't dropping into that water. But it was it was like real weird. It just caught me off. I was like, wait, somebody's just like sleeping there. Like just a little sleepover. Just like a little, <laughs> little, like, little slumber party out what, there on the uh, on the island. And it's not like they were being like like. I mean, I don't know the rules. I don't know if you can, if that's like allowed or not or anything like that. But like. If it isn't, they definitely weren't being sneaky about it because it was just a boat and then a bright-ass orange tent.
1: Oh, who, who's really going to go out there and tell you? you I mean, I agree. It, you
0: know? I agree. It's I it's a bit of a hassle if you're like... I don't know any of the cops or... Law enforcement. ...tracking
1: down a boat to get out there and tell just, you.
0: They're just standing on the shoreline with a megaphone, just yeah. like, hey, you got to leave.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But I got, I got a question, too, before we get into this. And uh, I don't know, you might have an answer, but this one's aimed more to the... Uh, to the parents out there. Uh-oh. I got a little question. Are there any, because I'm having a real real problem here. Are there any kids' snacks that you got in on as a parent that when you were a kid, you didn't even really like it that much? But now you got them in the house for your kid and you're just crushing. Or is there, for, for the non-parents out there, is there, like, a kids-focused snack or, or whatever, food, snack, whatever, that's geared yeah. a little bit more towards kids that you're eating now that you didn't really get into as a kid?
0: That's a tough one.
1: So I'll tell you mine while everybody's thinking. Uh, not that anybody's going to respond, I guess, while you think. And then everybody else can can let us know this week. But Just just speak it out loud, guys. Just I have been absolutely crushing fruit snacks. Dude, I love fruit the snacks. The oldies, dude, the Aldi brand dinos and sharks fruit snacks are just incredible. And I didn't even really eat fruit snacks as a kid. But, like, dude, this box, it's like a box of, like, 50. Yeah. I just reach in there and grab, like, like a like a claw machine. Yeah, just like a handful. Like I just get in the box, grab like six packs of them at a time, and just rip the pack open, dump, dump the whole thing in the mouth, and then spend the next hour picking them out of my teeth. But they're like the harder ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not the like gummier, yeah. chewier with like the, the juice in them or anything. They're like the hard ones, which I think are the best ones. But I didn't even really like fruit snacks as a kid. Now that they're in the house for Jordan, I'm just absolutely annihilating them on a nightly basis.
0: Uh, See, I don't know, because, like, I eat everything. Like, I've been eating everything since I was little. Like, I just—I don't really have, like, a food that I'm against. Like, there are some that I I like more than others, but, like, I will just eat. So, like, not really. If there's something now that I buy more often than when, like, let's say when I was a kid and whatnot— it's not even like a cool thing. Like it's like frozen chicken tenders. Like I love eating those Dino things. Diamond nuggets. Oh, yeah, or like fucking nuggets or something. Like I love eating those things because they they give you a decent protein source, which is kind of one of the reasons. Let, Cause let, like, let, let, let,
1: let's not make, let's not try to make this sound like it's a it's a healthy. I mean, it, it ain't the best let's, choice. Let's not try to like, shine this one. Up. It ain't it's, the best it's, choice. Uh, it's frozen chicken. Yeah, tenders. no, it ain't you the best can choice can, in any any
0: that. any chance, but. It at least gives you some protein, and it's quick as hell. And that's what I like. Because there are times where I'm like, I don't want to cook. I just want to put something on a pan and put it in the oven and be done.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's other things you can do besides chicken tenders if we're going to try to sell it like a protein source here. Well, again, I'm not Uh, saying it's the best one. I'm not saying I was against fruit snacks or anything. It was just not something I ate very often as a kid.
0: No, see, I eat uh, everything. so Now I'm crushing it, so fruit snacks are good though
1: lettuce and the dime I'm telling you man the dinos and sharks at Aldi next time you're there fantastic speaking of fruit snacks great, great this- source of protein
0: <laughs> this episode <laughs> sponsored by the new smart sweet sour watermelon oh,
1: sour watermelon and gummy worms and melon, gummy worms melon, too. The fish now in stock they have a spider web on the box so they're seasonal they're uh Very, very fitting. So, yeah, try those out. The watermelons are are definitely. Yeah, the watermelons are real good. Definitely pretty good. And Uh, shout out to Smart Sweets for that sponsorship. So, Tyler, why don't you tell them what we're getting into today? Enough with the uh, chit chat. I know you guys are here for the hard hitting training, nutrition, wellness advice. So, what do we got today?
0: All right. So, today we're diving into two things. One nutrition, one training related. So the first one, diving nutrition, is basically how we can add more protein into our daily nutrition. Um, chicken tenders. Exactly. <laughs> you know, aside of like our standard, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. How can we get more protein into our diets? That way, we can make sure we're eating enough to help with, you know, building muscle, recovery and making sure that we're getting all the other benefits of it. So, we're going to premise this uh, with just a, a very clear-cut information that most people do not eat enough protein uh, daily. I think you were going for preface. Preface? Premise? Yeah. I don't know. It's one of the two words. It's kind Remember, of like we're hab- training. Just... It's kind of like ha- habitating or whatever, habitating. I was, whatever I was going for. We're trainers here. We're not linguists or English majors or yeah. anything like that. Linguists? haha but most people don't need enough protein it's just the kind of the way that it is you know we're we're really much in a a society based on convenience with carbohydrates because they're cheaper to make and cheaper to sell and cheaper to buy and everything like that so making sure we're getting enough protein is definitely going to be an important thing that we need to focus on uh it is recommended that for protein intake You want to look anywhere from about 0.6 grams to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight and or lean body mass depending on how big you are and what your current goals are so let's kind of dive into some simple things that we can do to increase protein throughout the day and I did note Flashback to our nutrition hacks episode because we do give a couple of decent options in that one. Which was as well episode. Uh, I want to say nineteen number. Is the episode for busy people? Yeah, nineteen. Ooh.
1: nailed it! Episode nineteen. If you want to go back into the archives.
0: Check out some of those old episodes. Episode for busy people. There's some gems in there. Yeah, we talked talking about, you know, some different things. So I'll kind of premise some stuff. So we talked about sludge in that episode. Uh, we talked about, you know, a, a nice little nutrition hack with eating tuna. You know, uh, tuna and rice for a meal, but, like, you can use tuna for a lot of other things as well. We talked about how you can do a ton of stuff with protein powder, such as baking and things like that. Let's not
1: forget the most important one we talked about.
0: The Proats. Protein and oatmeal. Proats. Protein and oatmeal. So, more. yeah, let, let's let's kind of dive in on, on some things. So, like, if we're, we're going the route of protein, because obviously protein powder, you know, can give us a solid little boost in, into our daily, you know, protein intake. Obviously, protein shakes are a given that's what the protein powder is there for, but what are other things that we can do with protein powder that can, you know, help us continue that progression?
1: Just with protein powder?
0: Yeah, just start.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, the, the, and we talked about this before, the reason protein powder is going to be the easiest way um, to get your protein up is just because of the convenience uh, and, and the, uh, the versatility there. So uh, it's not, there's not a lot of food options where you can just get some, some grams, of, some G's of P, if you will. Yeah. Some, some grams of protein without also having to take on some carbs and some fat. So the protein powder is going to be extremely helpful in just, you know, just increasing your protein intake without, without uh, the other two. But it's also great for when you're not that hungry. So like a lot of times when people first, um, you know, start with us here, our our big focus is to get that metabolism cranked up, uh, get your body burning a lot more calories. So to do that, you have to consume more for most people. So whenever we, um, you know, whenever we we start doing that, a lot of people kind of not complain, but just give the feedback at the beginning, Some complain, uh, but Some give the feedback people. at the beginning that you know, I'm just not hungry when it's time to eat. Because, you know, we, we generally look at eating, you know, depending on your, your lifestyle and your goals and everything. We look at eating five to six times a day, which usually works out to be every two, two and a half, three hours, somewhere in that window. Uh, and a lot of people, that time passes and there's the, the thought of eating chicken and rice and broccoli or whatever, like it's, that's just not gonna happen, they're too full. But, you know, just having a a protein shake in its purest form as the mop bucket rolls by, uh, just having a protein shake in its purest form, it's very light. You know, if you just do water in a a scoop or, uh, you know, even two scoops of of protein, you're going to get, you know, 25 to 50 grams of protein, but it's not going to make you feel like you're going to freaking puke, you know, you're not going to be stuffed. Or anything like that. So that that's one of the easiest ways. Which I know this isn't even answering your question, but um, that's that's why protein powder is probably the easiest way to get your protein up, just because of the convenience of getting, you know, 25 to 50 grams without having to consume a large amount of food and take on carbs and fats and things like that. So protein is is very uh, very effective way to do that. But yeah, I mean, besides some of the stuff we talked about, you know, we talked in that in that episode about the. The sludge or the pudding or whatever you want to call it, um, being a very easy way to just mix it up in a bowl and, and spice it up a little bit. We talked about the the oatmeal as well, but one of the one of the I haven't done this in a while, which I got to get back to doing that. I always forget, you know. That's why I like doing yeah. this. It reminds me of of days gone by Old habits. You know, and things we used to do. But one of the best ways, and it's and it's almost dessert like uh, with the other things, is you grab yourself a little plain. Greek yogurt which on its own tastes terrible hmm that's pretty protein packed itself and by getting the plain you know you do bring the carbs and the sugar down a little bit you get plain Greek yogurt and you throw uh, you throw a scoop in there uh, of protein and mix it in now all of a sudden it doesn't taste that terrible especially with the, with the Greek I actually prefer a nice vanilla mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like icing you know, when you're oh, done with it. yeah, it's almost yeah. like icing when you're done with it, but chocolate's good as well. But you get a nice birthday cake or a vanilla in there I mean you could put that baby on a Funfetti and call it a day. Uh, it's, it's, it's very much like some icing, but not only does it make it not taste like ass, but it also adds more protein to it. So now you take a cup of, a cup of Greek yogurt. What are we talking? That's about like, 20, right? That's in the 20 range.
0: A cup. Um,
1: I think it's around like twelve to fifteen range. Let me check with our stats and info department here. So, as always, just uh just sit tight. I wanna do a little Google here.
0: My stomach's ground. I don't know if the microphone picked that up. A little bit. A little bit. Sounds like somebody so, needs to get some more protein in their diet. Sounds like I need uh, some food. Oh dude. Now, we, we should say, obviously, depending on what, what brand of Greek yogurt you buy, like, they do vary in terms of how much protein's in there. But going so to what... a half cup has 12, which means a cup has low 20s. Yeah, most of the, like, the single servings are, like, half cups, No, there? I don't do that. I do the, I, I get the tub. You get, okay, so Ryan I get gets the it tub. Up.
1: You go to Aldi's, you get the tub.
0: But, so, it, depending on how you do it, if you, you're buying the tub or if you're buying, you know, the single-serving things, you, you can go anywhere from, like, a half cup to a cup. You're getting anywhere from, like, 12 to, like, 20 grams of protein. Just from the yogurt. Just from the yogurt. And then you turn around and you put a scoop of protein in, and you're getting 22, 25 grams there. You just took, you know, this pretty plain meal and just boot boosted it up from up to like 30 plus grams of protein
1: yeah if you do the half cup though you're not i wouldn't do full scoop or else it's going to turn into like a bag of sand so you're probably going to want to half scoop that but either way as a little snack even if you were half scooping it you're still getting into the 25 range yeah for for the for the meal there so that that's one of the just easier ways that's a nice nighttime option trying to keep the carbs down a little bit before bed if you're if you're into that uh, I just go the other way and eat a bunch of carbs before bed. But a- anyway, um, that, that's a great option that I don't think we talked about last time. No. And we'll speaking do. of nighttime options, I know there was one you wanted to talk about.
0: What's wrong with that? Cottage cheese, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. I'm teeing you up here. I I'm did, setting the stage. Yeah, but that just threw me off. Yeah, so the tea. <laughs> there are some other yeah. solid options out there that you can get into as well. Cottage cheese is one of them. Um, you know, obviously cottage cheese to some people probably uh, looks disgusting uh, because it does. It looks gross, uh, but... Not into the curd. You know, there is a point where... Food is food. It it doesn't have to look good. It just needs to go in your body and and help you fuel and and make you feel good and make you, you know, feel fulfilled and everything like that. So if we're going through one cup of cottage cheese has 25 grams of protein. God damn. One cup. That's a lot of cottage cheese. That is a lot of cottage cheese. So even if you cut that in half, half cup. You know, in the evening or for a snack or something like that throughout the day, mid-morning, mid-afternoon, you're getting, you know, 12 to 15 grams of protein, 3 grams of sugar, 4 grams of carbs, roughly. You know, and it's just a nice, easy, you know, snack. You can also take the route of, you know, adding some fruit into that or something along those lines to help kind of give it a little bit better taste and so forth as well. But cottage cheese is another really solid option to just add a little boost in into the daily intake and get it up. And you know, kind of pointing into this, like if we're looking at these snack-based things uh, that we're talking about, if we if we turn around, let's say we have uh, cottage cheese mid morning, um, and then in the evening we're having the cup of yogurt and protein powder, all right? If we do half cup cottage cheese at 12 to 15 grams of protein, cup of yogurt and protein powder, we just added like 40, 45 grams of protein to our daily intake. And all we did was add two things in there. You know, and that's not you know, including, hey, what we eat for dinner? What was lunch? What was breakfast? like, And typically, around there, people are sitting at about 70 to 80 grams of protein a day on average. So we just went from 70 to 80 grams on average to you know 110 120 grams boom. by not really doing much of anything. Yeah. You know, so it's it's finding the little things that we can do and add into meals or add into our day that are relatively simple but help kind of boost you know some of the these nutrient categories that we need. Protein being, you know, kind of the main one.
1: Yeah, I got a sneaky one for you.
0: What we got? It's not going to add as much as some of these
1: other options, you know, like we talked about with a cup of Greek yogurt and a scoop. I mean, that's like 30, 40 grams there. It's not going to add that much to it, but it is a sneaky one that, you know, if you do it once or twice a day, every day can really add up, but add, and you can actually add it to some of the things we've talked about. We can hit up some seeds. Yeah, yeah some chia seeds some hemp seeds are the ones that are a little bit higher in the uh, the protein category but i and they're relatively cheap you know i've gotten them off amazon or it's even at the store you can get a, a pretty large quantity for not that much i've thrown a little scoop of those into the oatmeal protein mixture i've thrown that into the yogurt and protein mixture uh, I've even thrown it in a cottage cheese, which I don't know if uh, I don't know if that's weird or not, but I've done that a lot. Yeah. Tastes fine. Um, so that's a great way. I mean, you might might be adding, you know, 10 to 12 grams, depending on how much of that you're putting in there. Uh, but the hemp the hemp ones have a little bit more protein than chia seeds. But both of those are great, easy options. You know, one little insignificant scoop of those. You know, if you can get your daily, you know, like Tyler just talked about, if you can add another, if you can take what he just added and add another, you know, 10 to 12 once or twice a day just from a little scoop of something that's not really going to fill you up. Plus, it's going to give you some good omega 3s, some good healthy fats and stuff like that as well. But we're talking about protein right now. It's all all about that protein. So uh, that's another easy, not overly filling way. You know, a lot of times I think people see these recommendations for how much protein they're supposed to have in the course of a day and think you got to just eat steak and chicken or whatever until you hit that. And that's like an astronomical amount of food for most people. Yeah. So there's a lot of little quick, easy little uh, little things you can throw into what you're already doing in the course of a day to make a pretty, pretty significant difference.
0: Yeah. And that's just diving into like snack stuff and things like that. We could also go the route for like lunches and dinners and even some breakfasts, the realm of adding some lentils in, yeah. some quinoa. You know, if you want to go the route of adding some other beans, like black beans. I know Ryan and I were on that train for a while of adding black beans into a bunch of our meals and things like that. Even just using those as uh, additions into like lunch or dinner can be a massive boost. If you turn around and have, you know, chicken, veggies, and some black beans, like, you just got a, a pretty good serving of protein at that meal and take whatever your chicken is you know whether it's four ounces six ounces you're looking at like 25 to 35 grams of protein depending on size add like another nine 10 grams of protein on from the black beans you know like
1: yeah and a lot of these just kind of like i was saying with the seeds you know a lot of those things can add up you know if they're you don't want them to be your main source but not only are they they helping add that that protein up but then a lot of them are bringing some other stuff to the table whether it's the healthy fats, the omega threes, or the fiber—you know—when we start talking about the about the beans there, so a um, lot, lot of ways to do it. You know, you don't just have to eat you know endless amounts of, of meat all day or, or drink twelve protein shakes a day. You know, there's nah. some there's some some good, easy, convenient uh, things you can do to really make a difference. So make sure you. Uh, kind of prioritize getting your protein up a little bit so whenever we're talking about really any goal uh, protein is going to matter so yeah. if it's weight loss you know the, the total calories is most important but then right underneath that is, is the protein intake and uh, it's going to be for, for a number of reasons but um, you know we've talked about it before protein is a lot more thermogenic than carbs and fat. So it takes, you know, requires more calories to be burned in order to digest it and to break it down and to use it. So the process of, of breaking down the protein you're taking in is going to burn more calories. But then you also don't have to worry about as much like you do with carbs and fat. Whereas if you eat too many, but don't do enough activity and your body doesn't need them for energy, then they get stored as body fat. Uh, doesn't don't, don't really have to worry about that with, with protein. So that's why protein always gets prioritized. That's why it's the, the, the buzzword or whatever that you see everywhere that everybody's talking about protein. Everybody's adding protein to everything. If you walk up and down the aisles of the grocery store, everything says protein now. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, let's talk about that. Just because it says protein on the box... Doesn't mean it's good. Doesn't mean it's healthy. Yeah. and and i would say if they put that on the box it's probably not healthy and they're just trying to disguise it so yeah if it if
0: it, if it didn't come out and it was released as a as a product with protein from the beginning yeah like it, it probably isn't that good yeah so. like if
1: you're rolling down the aisle at, at Aldi or or wherever you shop and there's a, a cookie that says protein i mean it's it's still a cookie you know what i mean like it has some protein added to it but just because they put the protein in doesn't mean the sugar or the fat came out of it, you know. It, so just be careful. We, we want to add some protein in, but we want to do it strategically, you know, smart. We, we don't want to just add protein and we just go down the aisles and now we're eating, you know, thirty waffles a day because it's got protein in it. You know, there's uh, there's healthier ways to do some of that stuff. So be careful. D- don't just watch out for that stuff. Like yeah, or or it'll say like it has protein in it and then there's like six grams of protein in it but it says protein yeah that that happens a lot yeah uh with those type of type of products so just be careful for that but that's uh kind of the gist and there's obviously more benefits to to protein and everything but uh that's kind of kind of the gist of why that's why that's so important uh, do you have any other ones? Any other uh, protein tips? Or do we want to move on here? No, I think I bit? think we're good to move on. I think we gave them a lot. So there it is. Refer back to episode 19 for some of those ones we referenced, like the protein and oatmeal, the sludge, the tuna packets, uh, all that stuff. But then add some of this stuff today, the Greek yogurt and protein mix, the cottage cheese, throwing some seeds in there, throwing some beans in there. Uh, that's a lot of stuff that uh, can, can really add up, so... Definitely focus on that, but uh, we got we got another we got another little topic to get into got a little here, fun so. one. Why don't you once you set the stage for us here? All
0: right. So this so next one is diving into the benefits of unconventional movement patterns, or and or like unconventional exercises that you don't typically see people doing in the gym. Now, in our position, we're actually in a pretty good spot because we do a couple of these within our training program and whatnot already, but if you get the average gym-goer, they're not doing it. It just doesn't happen. So we're gonna kinda talk about three right off the bat that we know of um, because we actually have them. uh, We've done them recently or are going to be doing them very soon. Um, So these are the likes of Turkish Get Ups, uh, Farmers Carries, Windmills, those are the three that we have. I know that there's some others, there's like the circus press. Um, actually, actually, that's the only other one that I can actually think of right now, so I only have four in my head. But yeah, oh, I mean, zer- zercher many, squats and yeah. things like that. But so, we're going to talk Turkish get ups, farmers' carries, windmills. You know, kind of have those three exercises in mind as we kind of discuss some of the benefits of them and why they're important to, to kind of go through and do. So. Yeah, so when we say, like, unconventional or, or whatever you
1: want to call it, you know, we're just talking about stuff that's not your typical, like, plane of motion. So it's not just a, a regular horizontal press like a push-up or a bench press or a, a vertical push like a shoulder press. It's not a deadlift. It's not a squat. You know, it's, it's not your typical movement pattern. It's not your... Uh, and I would say the other the other thing with all of them is that they don't necessarily target a specific muscle group. They're no. more of an overall total yeah. body experience, yeah, if if you will. So um, that that's really what we're talking about here. So exercises that aren't uh, aren't your standard. You know, they're not. Uh, you can't do it on a machine. You know, you can't. Um, you know, you're not just working the typical the typical type stuff there. So there's a lot of different exercises that work. Pretty similar you know they're they're working the same muscles they're, they're working the same general motion uh, but we're talking about the ones here that are a little bit you know off the wall or maybe they're the ones that when you do them you're kind of like I don't know why I'm doing this this seems kind of stupid I'm not really feeling it you know these aren't exercises that you're gonna feel like when you do a bunch of push-ups you feel your chest and your shoulders and your triceps like you feel them getting cooked you're not necessarily going to feel that with any muscle groups doing these exercises. However, you know, that's not, that's not the marker of an effective exercise. You know, it's good. That you feel your muscles being worked like that, but that's not the only indication of a good workout or a good exercise or, or a good, uh, you know, good progress or anything like that. So yeah, whenever we talk about these things, really the, the overall, at least in my opinion, the overall biggest benefit of these unconventional exercises is that they're a lot more functional and and they translate to uh, everyday life a lot better. They prepare you for things that you do in everyday life because these unconventional exercises make you stronger and make you more stable in like awkward positions. So A lot of those exercises we talked about earlier, like the horizontal press, like a push up or a bench or a shoulder press, a squat, a deadlift, those are all exercises where your body has leverage. uh, Everything's kind of stacked on top of each other. It's it's the way your body is kind of naturally meant to move, uh, so they're a little bit safer. They're a little bit easier to be stronger at, but these unconventional ones are going to get your body stronger in these awkward movements and these awkward positions that are normally the ones where people get injured doing stuff around the house. So whether it's uh, you know, picking up something heavy like a washer or a dryer or a refrigerator or you know, whatever moving stuff around, you're not always able to get into a perfect, you know, squat, deadlift, bench press you know, row, you're not, you're not able to get into a great position where you have like that mechanical advantage and your body's, you know, in a strong position where it has leverage, but these exercises will help you start to get that leverage and start to be stable and start to be strong when you're standing on one leg, reaching behind something that pulls something up, you know, like just stuff you do around the house that, you know, is, is awkward or uncomfortable. This is going to kind of help prepare you for that a little bit. Yeah, for sure.
0: You know, and, and in that, you know, standpoint, we're talking, you know, their full body based movements for the most part, kind of diving in. You know, this is going to turn around and help increase full body stability, stability in those awkward positions, uh, and, and helping to eliminate the injuries like Ryan was saying. So the other plus side to doing some of these things is it's also diving into a new training stimulus. So we talked that I don't know how many episodes back now. That's that one's back a, a little while ago. But we were talking about the different ways that you can change up your training to be able to, you know, continue making progress and focus on, you know, building more muscle and things like that. Episode 18. Okay, I guess it wasn't as far back. So episode 18, you know, we talked training stimulus. Like, doing thing, these unconventional movements, you know, things that aren't done by the average gym goer or things that you don't typically see all the time, like, it's a new training stimulus. It's going to work your body in a different manner and help you build more muscle and, and be able to sustain a little bit better off in, in terms of, daily life functional life and everything that we're trying to do there so that's another big kind of benefit to the unconventional side of things um, on top of like increased stability and things like that as well and all these exercises too
1: like i said earlier you're not going to feel like a certain muscle group gets smoked doing this stuff or anything or or it might not seem like it's as good as some of these exercises where you really get a burn and you're, you know, sweating and all this stuff. However, some of these exercises can actually benefit all of those exercises because you're strengthening up weak links. So if you're squatting or deadlifting or benching or whatever the hell you're doing, you're only going to be as strong as, you know, the weakest muscle that contributes to that, to that movement can kind of handle. So. In order to you know improve you know it's it's just like anything else chains only as strong as its weakest link so if, if stabilizing your, your core or stabilizing your shoulders is what's kind of holding you back in an exercise doing these unconventional things is gonna help improve that better than just continuing to do the same exercise so that's gonna help shore up some of those weaknesses which then you know strengthens the whole chain so when you go back to doing some of those standard things you'll be a lot stronger, you'll be a lot more stable, you'll be a lot more effective, uh, and you'll be able to, you know, lift more weight or do more reps or whatever it is you're working towards. Uh, it's just a good way to address some weaknesses because, especially when it comes, oh, I think life in general, but especially yeah. whenever we're talking about working out, people generally stick with what they're good at and tend to avoid what they suck at, uh, which I'm definitely guilty of myself, but... You know generally that's what happens and you just keep working on your strength but you know that's already a a strong point for you so you can only improve it so much and, and we kind of neglect the weaknesses so kind of taking a step back and, and doing some of these unconventional things that at first you are going to suck at oh yes you'll be terrible at it the first time it'll feel awkward it'll be shaky you won't really be able to do it with that much weight but taking a step back and addressing some of these weaknesses in the long run can really, can really put you ahead, uh, on your, your overall fitness and strength and health with avoiding the injuries like we were talking about. So there's really a lot of benefits to, um, to those unconventional movements. Definitely, definitely give those a shot.
0: Uh, real fast before we kind of finish up, I think a, co- a good thing to knock out would be like with those three unconventional movements that we were talking about, the Turkish get-ups, farmers' carries, and, and windmills, like, what are they helping? Like, what, obviously, we know that they're full-body parts, but what's, like, the the main thing that's coming out of it that's going to benefit anybody doing it?
1: Yeah, uh, so, I, I mean, I would say the, the main thing for, the overall theme for all of them is is core stability, I think, is, is the biggest benefit for most of them that they all have in common, at least. Yeah. Um, windmills, especially top-loaded windmills, as well as Turkish get-ups, uh, shoulder stability is a huge part of that as well. Um, not so much with farmer's carry. Unless, I mean, you can do overhead farmer's carries. Then you're going to get some shoulder stability in there. Yeah. But all three of the ones that we talked about, even zercher squats, which I think we kind of snuck in there at we the as a fourth one. Bit. All four of those are going to really focus on core stability keeping your keeping your core tight to support your spine so that you don't you know have any injuries like you know that's really what we're talking about with core stability so that's the overriding theme of all of them that's going to see the biggest biggest benefit and then each one of them kind of branches off a little bit like i said a windmill if it's top loaded uh, or the turkish get up there's a lot of shoulder stability involved there which is a big one for people uh, for preventing injuries and, and everything like that when they reach to grab something uh, or, or whatever they, they you know trip and try to catch themselves on something that that's usually when rotator cuffs and labrums and all you know all that stuff starts to go for people so that shoulder stability and core stability overall uh, is probably the biggest benefit of these things at least in my opinion you know, no yeah i would agree with that one too to
0: that but. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that one, 100%. I mean, you can turn around and get in, especially when you get to, like, Turkish get-ups and whatnot, a little bit of, like, hip stability as you're working on getting up from the floor um, and things like that. A uh, little bit in windmills as well, but not a ton. Zercher um, squats, obviously, because uh, they're squatting. Hip stability is going to be in there as well. But, I mean, overall consensus, uh, core and shoulders are definitely probably the most uh, common amongst all of them.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the big, the, the most beneficial aspect from those exercises is just going to be stability in general, stability through different positions and stability while changing positions. Um, you know, everybody can maybe hold a weight stable when it's in one spot right out in front of them, but then as your body moves, it's a lot harder, uh, to do that. So just stability in general and and stability is going to set a foundation to, to build strength on top of, you know, if you, it's, it's you know just the same typical analogies you know if you build a house on an unstable foundation it's not really going to go that well so that stability really sets the sets the foundation and gives you something to work off of to be able to build more strength um, just overall so yeah, great it, great uh, foundational exercises they're also great you know you can do them to train them but then they're also really great warm ups too so it's, yeah. you, know, you know some of those things that you end up injuring on deadlifts or squats or row or anything any any type of injury you end up getting in the gym usually isn't to like the prime muscle that you're working on that exercise it's usually just something weird that you kind of tweak Uh, so these are also great just overall total body warm-ups before you do anything like that where you can get some of those smaller muscles warmed up and firing uh, so that when you go on to your actual workout you don't have to worry about the injuries so just like anything else, you know, they could be a, a main movement. They could be something you're training to improve and to get stronger, or they can also serve as, as a great warm up too. So, yeah, a lot of benefits. If you guys are involved in the training program, you'll be seeing, you have seen, or you will be seeing some of these movements coming. Um, so you'll kind of see what the form is. You'll see how that's going, uh, and how those work, and how those kind of fit into the overall workout. If you're not doing it wrong with you but if you're not doing it you know stop in and see any of us you know if you have some questions or you'd like us to show you how to do some of these things uh, they're all they're all great exercises so and if
0: you were doing them and you always thought they were stupid there's a reason for them go back to doing them go Go back back keep doing them let us know if you need some help on that or
1: let us know how you feel about those let us know some ways you get more protein in uh, let us know if there's any uh, any snacks you got into as an adult that you weren't into as a kid. And shout out to Alan Gretchen, huh? Mm. Shout out to Alan Gretchen. I know you guys have been uh, been at home. You haven't been making it in as much, but you let us know you were listening. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, we already gave Scott the shout out. I think we got all the shout outs in so I think that's it. Again, huge week of listens, all-timer, just the growth. We're just taking over around here with the podcast. That's how we do. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Let us know. Let us know you're listening. We appreciate that. Five-star review on Apple Podcasts. See you next week. See you guys.